What's up and welcome back to another kind of funny The Last of Us breakdown. This one is for episode five. We are past the halfway mark of this season. Of course, I'm Tim Geddes and I'm joined by the new face of video games, Blessing Adioye Jr. Good morning, Tim. Good morning, Bless. And joining us for the first time on this show, the producer slash producer, Nick Scarpino. Ask for it. You got it. Scarpino. I'm excited. I'm really excited to have you on here. I want you to talk about your thoughts overall with the show, but yes. then, of course, we're going to do a deep dive into uh, episode five itself. So, uh, of course, this is our show, Kind of Funny's Last of Us Breakdown. You can get it on the Kind of Funny screencast podcast feed if you wanted to get it as an audio version. But if you want video, youtube.com slash kindoffunny is where you want to be or roosterteeth.com. You could also get the show ad-free by going to patreon.com slash kindoffunny, just like um, our Patreon producers, Trent Barry, James Hay Hastings, Colin Huguenel, Casey Andrew, Nathan Lamothe, and Trent Barry have done. We appreciate all of you so very, very much today. We're brought to you by Shady Rays and Honey, but I'll tell you about that later. What I do want to let you know right now on the housekeeping front, everybody, things are popping off right now. We got video game re reviews out the wazoo, so stay tuned to PSL Love You, XCast, and Gamescast for the next, honestly, rest of the year. It yeah, feels like <laughs> review season is just uh, in per perpetuity at this point. Uh, but also on the movie and TV side, a lot of cool stuff's happening. Uh, the Fast 10 reaction is up now. You can check that out on YouTube.com slash kind of funny. And later today, uh, Nick and I are going to be watching all of the Super Bowl trailers and uh, reacting to those as well, which I'm very, very excited to talk about. Um, and then, yeah, we also have a very sp special piece of content that went up today. Magic Mike's Last Dance mm. in review. Yeah. Um, it is a challenge to ourselves to see what the lowest viewed video on the channel we could possibly do and i think that one of the lowest ones ever was magic mike 2 mm -hmm. can we beat that with three so that's the <laughs> challenge for everyone out there don't watch that and that's a joke because honestly this was one of the best in reviews in a long time I there was a vibe we like we did a real nice thorough breakdown of this movie <laughs> yeah special guest chris anka joined us for that and i'll be honest with you i, I don't think we checked it's possible we went longer than the actual runtime of the movie on the analysis. And that's when you know it's really good. Exactly. When you start arguing the minutia of a movie that probably nobody cares about, that's when we get in our Duffy. Exactly. Yeah. That is so true. But speaking of getting in the Duffy, this show, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to start off being really top-level spoiler-free of what we thought of this episode. Then we'll be a, a very clear delineation point where we go full-on spoilers talking about the entire series of Last of Us video games and all. So just be prepared for that. Um... Before we do that, though, I want to start with Nick's thoughts about the series overall because we haven't had him on this show. Ah, uh, I am really enjoying the series. Uh, I think that uh, they've done uh, you know the HBO job with this. It's exactly what I was hoping it would be. The production values are insanely high. The cast is incredible. And the story is really – I mean it's the story of The Last of Us. And, and to their credit, they're changing what they possibly can change, but they're being very, very faithful to what I remember the game being, uh, which is – Great 90% of the time, but there is a 10% of me who that that knows what's coming up that wishes he didn't, and it's interesting because I'm watching it with my wife on our date nights every week. Uh, I'm not on this show, so I'm able to watch it kind of at my leisure, which is nice because I can watch it with my family. And uh, seeing her react to this, I'm like, I'm a little jealous that I don't – that I because like, obviously last week's episode, we kind of all – you, you know what's going to happen, right? Or, or at least you have some inkling as to what's going to happen. And she was gobsmacked by it. She was just in tears by the end of it. Like how? And I'm like, eh, it's the last of us, you know? Anything can happen, right? Um, but overall, I'm just really enjoying it. I think I think the two leads, Pedro Pascal and uh, is Bella, right? It's Bella, Bella Ramsey. Yeah. They're great. They got great chemistry together. Um, spoilers, if you haven't seen the Don't whole show. I'm not going to spoil anything, but this for episode three, have we spoiled that at all? Yeah, we're okay with that. that. Yeah. Nothing's going to top that up. Oh, come that on. That might oh, be arguably... Yeah. 
the best episode of television I've watched in a long time. And I think that's that's one of those where you're like, where's the Emmy button? Do I just hit the button hit the to button. give them the Emmy? Um, that episode stayed with me for a long time. And that speaks volumes to just how incredible this show is. And I'm looking forward to, if they can come close to that for sort of the climax of the overall series of season one, I, I think this is going to go down as one of the best HBO shows ever made. All right, bless. Spoiler free for this episode. What a great episode. This shows the, the gift that keeps on giving. Uh, I love what we got with the characters introduced uh, in this episode. I, I, I think for me, the first half was a bit lower than the second half. And part of that is just because they upped the ante in the second half of the episode so, so well. But there are certain elements, and this kind of comes off the conversation we were having last week with Greg, about characters that they introduced that are new to the show that... You know, they're setting things up with that I think could could have gone in interesting places and the places they went weren't bad necessarily, but didn't capture me all the way in the way that I think they probably would have wanted to with those characters. Uh, and we'll talk about that more in the spoiler section. But yeah, like I, once again, I love the performances. Uh, I think in terms of some of the action they brought in the episode so far, I think this is, this is my favorite action in the show. Um, and I'll leave it at that until we get to spoilers. Yeah. But I, I absolutely love this episode. Yeah, I absolutely loved it too. It. Uh, there was a lot of concerns last week that we had, and I, I feel like I'm even more positive on it than you are, where I am so satisfied with uh, how they connected every single thing. And again, getting to spoilers is going to be a lot more fun to be able to talk about this. But I think that th I was concerned about the pacing of how they were going to get enough of the story that we knew they had to hit in this episode. Mm -hmm. And somehow they did all of that and more, and I feel like it all had enough room to breathe that felt so satisfying and I'm just constantly blown away by how well this show functions as its own thing as an adaptation of the video game but also it just does a really good job of getting across what it feels like to play The Last of Us but in a different medium and like there were certain shots especially towards the end of this episode that aren't just like oh this looks like how it looks in the game or whatever but it's like this feels like how the game makes me feel and I think that that's such a very cool unique thing that is we I, I've never really seen before. Like, I've seen movies and stuff do, hey, we're doing first-person shooter stuff, and, like, the camera's first-person shooter shit. It doesn't ever actually really, like, hit right. Just kind of like, oh, this feels like a reference. This feels, there's, like, an authenticity to it that it's hard to kind of put into words, but I was extremely, extremely impressed with how much they got into this episode without it feeling, like, too much. Hmm. Um, so, having said all of that, that is our spoiler-free section. Now we're going full-on in Full spoilers, everybody. Let's go. Bless, you want to start? Yeah, all the small details that they change about the characters in this show, I think, have added way, um, way more. Uh, I love what they did with uh, Sam and Henry's uh, characters and their relationship. Uh, Sam be, uh, being deaf, right, and them communicating through ASL, I thought was such a powerful twist. And, you know, they, they in the post-show, they talked a little bit about how that... Um, makes Sam a bit more uh, relying on Henry, right? And how that kind of helps that relationship feel a little bit more cemented. And I really felt that while watching the episode. And then also seeing Sam interact with Ellie in the similar ways, right? Like that was one of my questions I had early, er, early on in the episode being like, all right, am I still going to get that Sam and Ellie relationship? And they really, I think, nailed that uh, even more so, you know, showing that side of Ellie, showing that Ellie can be can find the ways to be playful, find the ways to connect with people and make you really adore that character even more. I think they went above and beyond with that. But then also the other small things that you wouldn't even think about. You know, you talk about ways in which they translate the game to, to TV and like the action sequences that we'll, we, we get from the game and how uh, they do those in, in TV. The whole sniper section with, you know, Joel in the house, uh, Ellie, Sam and Henry running around on the floor and then you have the hunters or you have Kathleen's crew, you know, coming after them and then all the, the infected coming at the same time. 
Jesus Christ, how good was that fucking action, action section? What, all the infected coming out of the ground. Yeah, the such an incredible swarm visual. of them coming out of the ground. An yeah. incredible visual that I absolutely loved. But then you go back to the, the sniper moment, right? And Joel walking into the room and seeing the guy. And the guy, instead of just being a random NPC, he's just like an old man, right? And Joel's like, ah, oh, man, I don't want to do this. But then, you know, he has to do what has to be done. Moments like that, I think, are really good ways uh, to translate the game into TV, and they keep doing that in, in such excellent ways. Uh, Kathleen's character, at the end of the day, I've just ended up not liking. Um, they had me a bit in the first half where, you know, I was holding out. I was like, eh, you know, maybe maybe, maybe this episode, this uh, character grows. Maybe the details that they add to this character makes me actually enjoy them. But by the time we got the, um, the full completion of that arc in this episode, I just was left not very satisfied with it, right? And, like, that... Is a small part in the grand scheme of what Sam and Henry's arc were in the episode. I think that ending was just as powerful in the show as it was in the game. Um, but yeah, like I, I think for me, the Kathleen's character, her motivations struck struck me to, as um, that struck me as having a lot of Last of Part Two isms, right? In the idea that like, hey everybody's good everybody's bad right everybody has motivation hey maybe maybe Henry's the bad guy you know maybe Hen hey Henry's done done some bad shit and. You know, I appreciate the attempts at that, and I appreciate. I think most of the time they get that stuff right. I think this time around for me, when Kathleen's talking about kids die, you know, kids die. <laughs> like, I'm like, at that point, I was like, all right, this is a bit much for me with that character. But aside from that, I really enjoyed the episode. I think they, I think this is another one they've knocked out the park. See, I feel like that was. I loved the Kathleen character, and I feel like it was for. Uh, that was the twist for me that worked. Was that I thought at the end Henry was going to be like, like it was going to get revealed why he did what he did. And why and his brother knew and his brother was like, I don't care. It's it's worth it or whatever it is. And it kind of was revealed that and Kathleen just didn't care. I I was like, that is incredible. She's been so twisted by this whole this whole thing she's been put through. This and her brother and that story she tells of her brother just being this incredibly altruistic person. She's like, I'm just not that. And I know he said to forgive them. I know I should forgive them. What the hell good is that going to do? I, she wants revenge, basically, yeah. and it and and ultimately ended up killing her, which was kind of weird at the end. We were like, just run away. Um, but I thought that was kind of it, it was sort of villain 1.0. But I'm I'm up for it because the the actress that plays Kathleen I love so much, and I watched my wife watch her in Yellow Jackets, and she was like, God, she is so good. Now I want to go back and watch Yellow Jackets, and I think we all should. Um, I also do appreciate that. This feels so much like them trying to connect the themes from Last of Us Part Two, yeah, and having them remake Last of Us One with the knowledge that Last of Us Two is coming, and that is a whole story that is about revenge and mm -hmm. is about, hey, you killed one of my people, I'm gonna kill one of your people, and having yeah. that back and forth. Kathleen feels like she's put in the show to be like, hey, let's have it be a bit more of a natural transition from season one to season two and three. And that's know. why, to me, it really worked. Like I thought that they they nailed that. I I, I love when they have been able to take the architecture of last of us one and apply what we know from two which is themes that have always been there but now they can like uh, elaborate them elaborate on them a bit more and i feel like the the use of kathleen to kind of set up the idea that everyone is bad everyone is good it almost doesn't even matter about that it's about what are you willing to do for the people that you love and having that setup of joel ellie sam henry and then kathleen and her brother and that conversation in the final uh scene between the two um uh, between Henry and Kathleen, where she's saying, like, hey, so is my brother less important than your brother? Like, yeah. that whole concept, I think, is just so great for what the show is trying to accomplish and, like, the, the theme of how far you'll go for love and all that. And I, I just like that they've done a good job for me of setting up the different factions in this world as 
having their own rule sets that don't feel too like, oh, you're just purely villains. And like mm-hmm. even using the the whole scene with um Henry explaining to Joel, like, oh yeah, this is what went down here in the the QZ and they've been horrible, horrible people. And what happens when the horrible people are finally brought to justice? The new group just becomes the new horrible people. Yeah. And seeing that in action, especially the opening scene of this, I just didn't see coming. Like when we the episode starts and we see them taking down the quarantine zone and how brutal it all is it's like that's a level of oh shit they're going there that we've been saying in the last couple episodes like they've been not showing a lot of the violence it's been kind of more just like they cut away at the last minute we know it's happening but it's not as like we don't see the bites we don't see the like the getting ripped apart this episode threw that all out the window and i think even when it came to showing how um the collaborator collaborators and the, the QZ and Fedra and all the different like groups work together in this like Bulbasaur Squirtle Charmander type way of just like a horrible triangle of hate and love and how everyone's just selfish and looking out for themselves mm-hmm. but what does that result in I thought that the they did a really good job taking multiple parts and scenarios from the game and making all of them back up that same exact concept yeah the one thing I will say is my, my one criticism of the show overall and obviously it's 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 probably a criticism that's been rendered a lot but I feel like that Kathleen character, I would have loved to have seen that her be the antagonist for an entire season of something. And like when you watch a show like The Walking Dead, for instance, that's what they would do. They would have the whole season of, and you would get to know that person. You would see what they struggle with. You would see what their motivations were. And then when they clashed with the main characters, you were conflicted. And I wasn't ever really conflicted about this. I was like, Joel, what are you doing? Pull the trigger. Like, kill her. Mm-hmm. Shoot her in the head. Um, the only person I, who I didn't want to get shot in the head was the guy with just the world's most incredible you head mean, of hair yes. and beard. That I was, beard was like, incredible. <laughs> I was like, let this guy be a good character or just like hang out with Joel the entire time. Of course, he gets his head ripped off by the bloater. Um, I don't know if you know this, Nick, but that's uh, Joel's brother in the game. Tommy. Oh, that's the guy that plays yeah, Tommy in the game? Tommy. Oh, yeah. that's awesome. Wow, he's yeah. a good actor. Um, I do love his line, though, where he was like, hey, your brother did all these great things, but he didn't really affect anything. Like, we're with you. Yeah. I was like, oh, that was awesome. Um, and then another minor criticism, I will say, like, the, the, whatever, for whatever reason... The clickers really resonate as real for me, but the bloater, I was like, Ugh, this is this is not working for me. This this is a little too cartoonish with him running around ripping people's heads off. A little, it just seemed like a hyper reality to me, and it kind of took me out of it a little bit. Um, but other than that, I really enjoyed the episode, and I'm, I'm you know obviously the ending of the episode is something we should probably talk about. Um, oh my it, god. The the performance from everybody in that scene, mm-hmm. I think, it was top notch. Right, like the uh, Joel repeating, "Give me the gun, give me the gun, yeah. give me the gun." Oh man, that that got me so well. And then it's that thing where you know you talk about, oh man, it's ninety percent great, but then I know what's gonna happen, and that kind of takes you know takes me out of it a little bit, or not even takes you out, right? But it's like I wish I didn't know because. That, watching this last Wish show, it continually reaffirms how much I love the game and how much yeah. I love the um, the plot beat for beat in the game where you translate it to a show and every other episode, and pretty much most episodes, actually, there's something devastating happening. Uh, and yeah, I think the way they translate it in, the, uh, in, in this episode, having Ellie be uh, try to save him, right? Having Ellie be like, hey, my blood's medicine like we we can do this i got you and then it just not turning out um the way they wanted to i thought was a really good way to alter the scene and i think added even added way more for all characters involved the reaction from uh ellie right bella ramsey's performance in that after seeing uh sample or henry pull the trigger and like the immediate tears right i man i thought that scene was so powerful the way they did it um and yeah incredible
Yeah, it's just getting silly how much I'm just continuing to praise the performances that all of us are. But like every episode, there's multiple moments that just blow me away of just little subtle performance things. Like having a Joel when he's like, please, just please don't. Like to the, the sniper guy, just the look on his face is so fucking good and it's just like damn like nobody could have done that better than you just did in this scene it's captured so beautifully and you see it later and towards the end of the episode like every facial expression that joel and ellie make towards each other from the death on is just like i think pitch perfect and seeing ellie be thrust into this adult the most adult world possible and we've only been with her a couple weeks now but we've already seen bella ramsey's ellie go through such an arc to where she's at now of even the two of them in the action scene working together as if it was Tess and Joel, right? They were like, there was a, an energy and a synergy between the two of them of him covering her with the sniper without them explicitly saying that's what they're going to do. Mm. But it didn't feel like, oh, this is like a crazy badass thing they're doing. It did feel like there's, they connected. Like there is a genuine connection that through fear, they're able to kind of work together and help each other get through this whole thing. I just thought it was just so well done to, to combine the action with the the more quiet moments to come together to be more important than one of those things by themselves. Yeah, I'm looking for I'm looking forward to seeing their relationship develop. It's interesting to see the different vibe, the different dynamic between them and then between Troy and Ashley. Like I, I really do think. I, and that's one of the things that that I'm really enjoying about the show is that they don't, to me, have the same vibe as Troy and Ashley. They don't have that. He doesn't have that fatherly vibe that I think you got maybe like hour two or three of the game where you're like, oh, she is the surrogate daughter to him. He lost his daughter. And they're really vibing like that. They haven't, for me, completely gelled. And they're really taking their time with that. And they're both. And the game is the same. That, that doesn't really hit until after this point. Okay. Well. Um, I, I don't remember a lot of the game. I actually don't remember. I, I remember the ultimate end for Sam for uh for Henry and Sam but I don't remember exactly how it happened I just remember there was lots of cans of beans that we made fun of um and they were here they, and they were there the beans were there the beans. Nick uh, I'm sure Greg popped for that um but I will say like I I do respect that Pedro Pascal and Bella are bringing a different dynamic to it and obviously that's what you get when you cast different actors for a role um Pedro and I think the writing for this he they're playing it a lot more he's a lot more traumatized and a lot more distant yeah. than um than than Troy played it Troy I think was like was just on the fringe of thawing out and i think pedro's like on the fringe of being a little too far gone which is pretty cool to see and then bella i think is is playing a lot sharper than ashley did i think she's playing it a lot more sarcastic a lot snarkier and a lot like i've been through some shit and i've aged beyond my years whereas i feel like ashley had a little bit more of an innocence to her that joel like it kind of played well with uh with joel needing to protect um so i'm interested to see how they're gonna how they're gonna like progress that and i know they can because they did an entire, probably one of the best story arcs of love I've ever seen in my entire fucking life in episode three. So I was like, okay, these are very capable people, but they're just not quite there yet as far as like, I don't fully believe that Joel's like invested in her from like a familial love perspective yet, but I'm sure they'll get there. Yeah. I like the the banter uh, that they have between them, the, the jokes um, early on when they first meet Sam and Henry and uh, I forget what you know. Henry asked him something. Joel's uh, Henry, I think, asked like, "Are you cool? Like, can we work together?" And Joel's like, kind of has like a grunt or whatever. And he's like, "Oh man, that does that doesn't reassure me." And Ellie's like, oh, "That's just an asshole voice." Like Joel, yeah, like it's an um, asshole voice. Yeah, and and Joel's like, "Everything's good." And he still sounds like an asshole. Yeah. Like I, those moments I, I I really like, and I think that is just the, the this version of Joel and Ellie that we're getting because I agree that it, it it's kind of a different flavor of Joel and Ellie in the show, but it. I go back to Greg talking about how it feels like you're watching a stage play and you're watching different 
actors play these same characters, mm -hmm. right, and, and perform the same story just with a different uh, take on it. Sure. That's what it feels like to me, and I am I am enjoying this take on it, right? Like it's different, but it's still good. I am too, and that's something that I'm very shocked about, and Tim's probably very shocked about because normally I like to pick a side and double down on that, but this is just too good. I mean, there and it's it's great because whenever whenever they do. A, like a live action interpretation of a game obviously they've been very up until this point failures or for the most part not very very good and so it's really really nice that a they have Druckmann and the team like you know obviously like producing this thing and b that he had the foresight of being like we're gonna just change the things we know we can change and be true to the things we absolutely know we need to be true and then let the actors just sort of interpret the rest now we get the best of both worlds now i'm like babe you should watch me play the game i don't <laughs> think i don't think d's ever gonna play it right i don't think she's gonna get like i don't think she's gonna vibe with the mechanics of it but i would be like why don't you let me take you through the last of us and you could actually watch a different version of this story it's really really cool it's like a really really good it's not really a reboot it's a completely different interpretation of it but it's it's I, I can't think of an analogy for it right now, but it, I'm just the closest one that I think Greg and I have been saying is like uh, seeing a theater production, but with a different crew. Yeah, that, I mean, it's it's exactly like that. Um, it's just it's so cool because they for the first time, I think they understood the medium. They understood, hey, where can we push this and where should we absolutely just nail uh, the, the the plot and the and the character arcs? And uh, I mean, I don't remember the Kathleen character in the game at all. She's not. She's great. And they obviously were like, well, let's let's build this character up. Let's have a little like a little mini boss antagonist for the first for a couple episodes, and let's flesh her out. Like you understand where she's coming from, which is great. I mean, that's that's great storytelling. Is that if we spent a little bit more time with her, it would be her story. Except they push her just a little too evil at the end, which makes you want to want her to die. Also, we should talk about the kid clicker because that was the freaking. Yeah, I was gonna say. But before we do that, let me tell you a word about our sponsors. Shout out to Shady Rays for sponsoring this episode. Look how cool I look. You too can look this cool. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered from the sun to the slopes with premium polarized shades, customizable snow goggles, and so much more. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. They'll also provide 10 meals to fight hunger in America with every order and have donated over 20 million meals to date. That's fantastic. There's no risk when you shop with Shady Rays. Their team always has your back exclusively for y'all listeners and watchers right now. Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the new year. You can go to ShadyRays.com and use code KINDAFUNNY for 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself. These are five star rated by over 200,000 people. Again, that shadyrays.com use the code kinda funny shout out to honey for sponsoring this episode honey is the easy way to save when shopping on your iphone or computer and thanks to honey manually searching for coupon codes is a thing of the past and we all know there's nothing better than the feeling of saving money honey is the free shopping tool that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best one it finds to your cart when you check out the honey button appears and all you have to do is click apply coupons you wait a few seconds you see the fun little dancing guy honey searches for coupons and it finds you the best ones and then you just watch the prices drop we here at kind of funny have been using honey for years and it's helped us save thousands on tech costumes food you name it honestly i just love how easy it is to just set and forget and save that's the best part honey doesn't just work on desktops it works on your phone too you just activate it on safari on your phone you save on the go if you don't already have honey you could be straight up missing out you can get paypal honey for free at joinhoney.com slash kind of funny 
That's joinhoney.com slash kind of funny. You said you were coming back to me. I totally forgot what I was talking about. Exactly. I was on Twitter clicker. the whole way. Oh, the kid clickers. So my, actually, my question is, uh, is the same kid infected that was in the back of the car going after the Ellie, the same one that jumped and killed Kathleen toward the end? I believe yeah. so. That shit was terrifying. Oh, yeah. That shit yeah. was wild. Yeah. This is why... Um, Wearing I a would, blue shoe, uh, Blue's Clues shirt, right? Oh, that's even more scary. Oh, that's, yeah, that's even more scary. That's why God I refuse damn. to see the movie Megan. I can't handle anything that's very three feet tall killing anyone. Yeah. yeah. You're going to love it when you watch it. I mean, again, the, you want to talk about production values. Whoever they got for this, the gymnast, this kid rolling over yeah. the seats and all that stuff was just phenomenal. That's they, something I haven't seen ever. They were saying in the behind-the-scenes thing that uh, they got the, the team that worked on the Planet of the Apes movies Sick. for a lot of the, the clicker motion and stuff. Yeah. That a lot of them were... It was people. Like, they, they tried to err on the people side more than CG wherever mm. possible. So when we see all the clickers come up, like, a lot of them are actual people. And that one girl that they focus on the most, like, she's a some amazing gymnast yeah. that they, they got. And it's like, yeah. they were fine. Just yeah. to hear go through the window, you're like, oh my God. Freaky, dude. Freaky. <laughs> what a great scene. What a great what a great setup, obviously, we got from, I think it was episode, I want to say, four, um, where they went into the tunnel. Like, he was like, we should go into there. And they saw the sinkhole. He like, shows yeah. through the sinkhole, and you're like, oh, sh- this stuff's about to go down here, man. Um, interesting. I, th- I totally thought Kathleen was a character in the game. That's I mean, no, in the game, there's just you just get there, and there's the hunters, and it's just essentially at just, what point it's like no name, it's, it's, it's like was, target practice. Like, this was yeah. the sniper level in the game, right? Yeah. Where you're yeah. sitting up there and you have to kill them all as they're coming down the little like the little pathway, the road. Yep. Yeah, oh man, but this is so much better. Daytime, right? And yeah, like, the game was yeah, daytime. game was daytime, and yeah, it was just random hunters that were in the area, and then I think the infected came through also, but. Yeah, there was no. They didn't name that crew. Oh, they did a lot more with this with this than the game did. Um, and that's no disrespect to Druckmann, but Druckmann, let's remake the game. Let's go um, <laughs> again. They, they just did <laughs> <Again. laughs> um, like six months ago. No, this is really cool. And I was I, I wanted to also give a shout out to the fact that uh, and I want to give a shout. I want to learn this actor's name because he was fucking phenomenal. Wait, Lamar the Johnson, Henry? the guy that played in Henry. Yeah, yeah, Ooh, he was so great. good. And we have the moment where we go back in time. Um, obviously, we have uh, the guy that John Getz, who plays Edelstein, who's uh, that guy's been in a bunch of stuff too. He's always the bad guy in '80s movies. I digress. Uh, we see him, and then Sam and Henry gets to know him, and then they have that moment where they hear the crash outside, and we get to see. I'm I'm just a sucker for seeing oh. a scene we've already seen from a different perspective. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. And they did it so great in here, and he realizes, oh, I got to track this guy down, and then obviously we catch up to the end of season four, episode four. Which What's is- cool too is we get to see. Not only just like, oh, from a different perspective, we get to see things that they didn't show us last week in terms of violence. Like, we, they cut away from seeing Joel shooting people last week. Right. We see Joel shoot people, yeah. which I thought was a, such a good use of the perspective of um, who's the good guy, who's the bad guy. And it, I thought it was really interesting that Henry sees Joel shooting these people and sees him as the good guy. There. Yeah. Like, he sees this as like, oh, shit, I need your help because you have a skill that I need to get out of this situation. Like, I just thought that that was like very very well done and a, a good use of editing and like it was a a worthy flashback it wasn't just like oh just to set up a character we didn't know yet it was like oh this is actually adding to the story we've already been building right it's helping build that and then of course when they catch up i love that scene between them where he's like why is she mad at you and he goes he doesn't even i mean he's like i'm gonna tell him i'm a collaborator and joel just has that instant like i yeah. don't work with rats like, like yeah. i don't work with uh, uh i forget the term he used for it but uh uh is so good and such a great character moment for him too, where he has that hard line, but you've also seen him do bad things. And Henry just breaks that down too, where he's like, dude, you need me. We need each other. Like I can't, he's like, why do you, why don't you get out yourself? And he's like, I just, I can't kill people. You can, I've seen you do it yeah. to back up that scene. I saw you do it. I know you can get us out of the city. Yeah. Pretty cool. And I do like how they flipped that a little bit later on where he's like, actually, I, I didn't tell you I have 
essentially killed one person, one right? Person, and like yeah. you know that was me turning in um, Kathleen's brother into uh, to, to Fedra. Yeah. And again, I I, I like a lot what they what uh, what they do with the perspective of oh man, I did an evil thing or you did an evil thing, right? Who's good or who's bad? I did. My, my nitpicks again come back comes back to I think some of the dialogue writing around that stuff could still be better right like I didn't like Henry's uh line of like what well, I am the bad guy because I did a bad thing love yeah. it I hated that love so it, much he is he is I, I just yeah, love the, the ownership of fuck it let's move on like but like that's one of the things why are we I'm talking like, about this I'm like show don't tell like cool like you don't have to tell me mm-hmm. that you think you're the bad guy because like th- at that point you're giving it away that oh this is a TV show I'm a bad guy like, for me it felt a bit over the top I wish they would have just been like for me, I did the shitty thing. See, my counter, Let's move on with My it. counter to that is I think that this episode did a great job of using the characters and having them actually say it and admit it and not just dance around it, both with him and Kathleen. The fact that he said it, and he's just like, yo, let's just put it out there. I am bad. We can move on. And Kathleen, not just, oh, she she knows that her brother would have wanted him to her to forgive and whatever. Explicitly, he tells her, forgive, forgive, yeah. and she doesn't. And I think that that was uh, intentional call on both sides to be like, no, 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 no. They are confronting these things, like putting it out there. It's not show, don't tell. They're living it and talking about it. And now we need to move on from all that. I thought it was really, 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 really well done. Yeah, I think I mean, it's tough, obviously, because you're, it, this is an HBO show. So we're comparing it to every HBO show that came before. And the one that obviously did this the best, I think, was Game of Thrones, where you had these characters that were bad guys that were over the course of an entire season, like the Jamie Lannister character. Like we say that the first episode we see this guy and he throws a kid out of a window. And by like midway through the show, you're like, I'm kind of sympathetic to this guy now because there's, that's such good storytelling. And th- that is the epitome of like, we saw him have to make those choices in real time for his family. And that's gut wrenching to watch. And then obviously it's gut wrenching to watch other characters you love have to make bad choices, have to kill people because there are global politics at play here, um, and we're not really getting a lot of that with The Last of Us. It is more of a simple, straightforward story, which actually is looking at other shows like The Walking Dead that are that's in season 75 right now. I'm like, I'm kind of glad. It's, it's nice to have a focused story that knows it's just about Joel and Ellie's relationship and all the dynamics that are happening around that, but I think they're tastefully fleshing out the world around them as they go, and I'm, I'm interested. It's keeping me interested, um, and I would legit if... Kathleen hadn't died in this because you know how I feel about things that I already know the ending for. I'm like, no, don't tell a prequel to that. But had she not died, I'd be like, they could do an awesome prequel series with her and that whole cast and the guy with the just insane the hair, <laughs> just beautiful hair. Um, I would have watched that. I would have watched the uprising and like the and and the uprising in Kansas City and and taking over Fedra and all that stuff. And that and that's it just speaks volumes to how interesting the show is. Yeah, I really bless you were saying earlier the relationship between. Um, Sam and Ellie. Mm. Um, it was just so well done in the show. Like, I think it, it was good in the game, but I think that they, them having a little bit more time to sit with it and the whole the ASL edition, I think, added a lot more too of like Ellie really trying to learn and the endurance survive and like them. Oh, her, like, yeah. Hope them both, going through that. Them having that moment. Getting this moment to be kids. Like, it brings yeah. me back to the uh, to episode three where Frank first gets to, to Bill's place and it is them having dinner and for this moment, right? They get to they they get to be human again, right? They get to like kind of live this pre-apocalyptic life. And you get those you get that with Sam and Ellie a little bit where it is, hey, we can just be kids. We can play them playing soccer in this in the tunnels, right? Them uh you know, using uh Sam's tool to like, you know, talk to each other and then yeah, doing the endurance survive thing. 
you know, what for building those characters, I thought was so powerful and so good. And I enjoyed every single moment of that. I loved, uh, too, the, a little detail of just them talking about what issues they have. Like, that is just such a, a real thing of, like, in this world, they, they don't just have comicsology <laughs> that they can right. pull up. So it's like they have to kind of, like, uh, barter or trade or at least, like, figure it out and, like, tell the stories, which I think was great. But I love the the dichotomy between these two kids having a kid moment for the first time in the show that we've seen really with uh for both of them uh to then at the end of the episode have um sam and uh or was it henry henry and uh joel have the conversation about the endured survive and how stupid it is and how it's just like it is. <laughs> the adult look at it at like these words mean so much and are the motivating factor to these kids but the adults are looking at it through the most jaded lens and like i just love that that backs up the whole thing about they have people to be responsible for and all of it. It's just like, God, the show's yeah. so fucking well-written, man. It is. To, to Henry's uh, actor, too, right, to compliment him as well, He, I believe he learned ASL for this uh, episode, for this show. Like, oh, they show good. the behind-the-scenes afterwards of, like, him being like, yeah, I didn't, I didn't know this. Like, I had to learn all this stuff for the show, and I think that alone is an incredible amount of dedication to the In role. In the podcast uh, with uh, Troy, Craig, and Neil, they were talking about, like, it seems like he learned a lot like over just one weekend, like mm-hmm. they came in like Monday to shoot and he had like had most of it down. And uh, obviously they had that uh, coach that was also in the behind the scenes kind of like being there to guide him too, which was yeah. really cool. Yeah. Um, and then of course we got to talk about sort of that gut wrench. I'll tell you what guys, I'll tell you what mm. we all go to E3 together, mm-hmm. right? We're hanging out. We have a great party E3 night, first night one where we're, we haven't seen everyone in forever. You wake up the next day because we're sharing a hotel room and I'm staring, I'm sitting on the side of the bed staring at the sun. Stab me in the back of the head because that is always a telltale sign that the thing has turned into a zombie for Christ's sake. Even my wife called it out. She's like, oh my God, is he a zombie? Is he one of the things? I was like, we don't call them zombies in this universe. No, honestly though, like uh, obviously uh, Danielle hasn't seen this before, so it is all new to her. I was watching it with G, so it's the same situation. She doesn't know and she's just on the edge of her seat the whole time. But she was like, Oh, are they joining them for like the rest of the show or whatever? I was like, like, yeah. like halfway through, I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, let's see how this yeah, goes. Yeah, I had to see the same thing. I was like, yeah, mm. I guess. But um, I love that I'm just so gripped by this version of the show. I've played the game a million times, but I'm still convinced that at any moment they can switch things up. And it's like, even though I know they're not going to, I know they're going to stay true to the stuff. When we, when Kathleen calls Henry out from behind the car and he's like, he has his hands up, I'm like, what's going down here? Yeah. Like, yeah. and I love that that feeling is being evoked from me because like we know what happens and yeah. it's like we're still convinced that it might not because we're just so enraptured by what they're they're presenting i mean i i've hit the point where we're watching the show now where i'll see as soon as the episode went live on friday about an hour later i saw a couple people tweeting about it and they're tweeting some spoilery stuff right and it's like somebody somebody was like oh man you know kid infected or scary or whatever and i was like why would you say that like oh now i know that they're for sure gonna do this this thing and yeah. i'm like wait i played the game like yeah. why am i upset about this but it's still the idea that hey at any moment i feel like things could shift right we seen uh, things shift already in really interesting ways i don't think they would be scared to to veer off of some core story plots if it meant that the show was better for it mm-hmm. um and yeah i love that feeling as well i mean we saw it in episode three right the whole that whole series that that yeah threw me for bill's entire character bill's entire character arc different. and being that and yeah in, in the game you you have a side quest with him right like you have a yeah. whole mission a whole like uh, act of the game with him right? in the game he's just an asshole right yeah. and like you get and frank isn't even there physically right, you, right. when you, when you see frank him, right? they talk about him you see notes about him right and then when you see frank he's hung himself right because he like I, I forget the exact oh no he got he got infected was the thing oh, okay. he couldn't take bill anymore peaced out got infected and then killed himself and this was entirely different and in, in the best way possible in the 
best way possible. Yeah. And that note he leaves him, I know you guys probably already talked ad nauseum about this, but he's like, God help any motherfuckers that get in our way. I was like, yeah. let's go, dude. Yeah. That is exactly what this is about. Oh, speaking of leaving notes, Ellie leaving the I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yep. The little yeah. grave. It's just so sad. I loved the Etch-A-Sketch being like this thing that he carries around his neck to be able to communicate. Like, yeah. So smart. Um, And the scene between him and Ellie where he's like, are you scared? And she's like, yeah, I have scorpions. Like, just ha- so Ellie having fun. And then just mm. be like, no, I'm scared of ending up alone. And like knowing her future it hits so hard yeah. you're like oh no little else yeah. we're here for you girl <laughs> i love being this far into the show too right because we're we just finished episode five five or yeah five we got four episodes left and a thing that i really liked that the that the show is doing is they are pocketing they're finding pockets of the game to to include in each episode in ways that I think are very effective, right? Episode three was the Bill and Frank episode. This episode was the Sam and Henry episode, right? Episode uh, one was the pre-apocalypse, um, you know, getting into mm-hmm. to Joel's story episode. And we know Left Behind is is coming, right? Like, I wouldn't be surprised if that is a full episode. Um, and for what we have left in the show, right? Like, you're talking about a winter chapter. You're maybe talking about a university chapter, possibly, where Joel falls and is incapacitated and all that stuff. What's up, Tim? I, I wouldn't be surprised if next week's episode is a in the same way that this one kind of mixed uh, the tunnels and the Sam and Henry stuff and Pittsburgh all together into like one thing. I imagine the next week's episode, what we saw a little bit of in the next time on thing, will be them getting to Wyoming, but then also the university. That mm. makes sense because like Cause to kind of just condense it a bit because like the yeah. university really, when you think about it, is like. It's it's not that it's, long. It's, it's not a that lot long. of walking around yeah. and stuff. And yeah. I, I was talking in the chat like that. The university could easily be a five to seven minute scene, and that's all you need. For exactly. It. Yeah. And then set that up where maybe it ends with Joel getting injured, and then the next week's episode is Left Behind. But remember, Left Behind's not just the flashback. There also is kind of like the little tying into the real time of him. For sure. I could also Joel. see it be next week's episode is the um, Tommy, uh, you know, Tommy's Place episode, and then the episode after that is University <laughs> Tommy's Place University plus Left Behind because that's how it is in the game when you get to Left Behind. It is. You know the um, Joel falling, getting incapacitated, and then Ellie having to take care take care of Joel while you're getting the flashbacks and stuff. I think you po- possibly do it that way, and then lead into winter, and then you lead into the final episode there. I think that lines up my, pretty. My cleanly. only uh, pushback against that is I think the ending of the university makes for a better cliffhanger for an episode rather than the beginning of an episode. So I think that's how that they'll do that because that's yeah. such a holy shit, what is going to happen to these two main characters now that this major, major thing happened and we don't know, like, what's, you know, where, where their fates are going to lie just because of this one simple thing that kind of happened, right? So For sure. Yeah. And even with that, it, it, where, it feels weird. And now I feel like I did last week where I'm like, how are they going to do this? And then they fucking knock it out of the park. So, yeah. like, I'm not concerned at all. But it's like, that, think, there's a lot of story. But imagine paced really well. If what we're saying here is, like, we have four left and the next one is... Tommy slash university, university slash Joel getting hurt. The next one is left behind slash dealing with a little bit of the winter stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Next one being full winter, full David winter stuff. And, and then, then, the, then the hospital, it's like, whoa. that's yeah, that's, that's great. Fast, that's a great lineup. Do it. <laughs> I think they for sure could, could do it. And they, uh, you, uh, they have longer run times for these episodes now. No, right? no, this I mean, one was the, like 47 minutes. I don't the, think this one's that long. Oh, this one was long. Was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the 40, it's like 59 minutes for this week. Oh, yeah, wow. the, they're the all about face. that Sorry, until the last episode, which is going to be only 43 minutes. So the and, final episode yeah. is the shortest one. And that makes sense for Hospital, I think. Um, yeah. If that, if that full episode even is Hospital, which I think it could be. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, we're in an exciting place with the show. I'm really enjoying this. I me think this too. is awesome. I'm also, I, I just want to point out too that one of the things that, that struck me so far about this show is that, and I think this is exactly what they needed to do, was how many, how many big action sequences have we seen with the actual infected? Two. Yeah. Two. And we're in episode five, and this show's great. Yeah. And, that, and it's great because they're like, it's not going to be about, I was, my, my big worry was like, are we just going to be Joel and Ellie clicking heads literally and figuratively like uh, for the next for five episodes with a little bit of character development and it's the complete opposite of that. And yep. it's because these guys know how to tell a story. I know what on, they're doing. On more than that, I really want to give them shouts for knocking out of the park with the action. Like they went so above and beyond with this episode where we've never had a moment in the games with that many clickers. No. Right? Like it was like they really were like we're going we're going to make this a major set piece and again back it up with character development, really cool moments and like the the sniping and stuff that feels like gameplay even though it's not like all that stuff i thought was so well done and such a great use of seeing the bloater for the first time seeing the little kid like clicker all that stuff was like whoa this is scary this is intense but it's also a great action scene that a lot of the time these zombie shows don't have great action scenes they have a lot of thing but they don't have great and i feel like this was a lot that was also great so mm -hmm. shout out to them man great yeah. doing the goddamn thing agreed let us know in the comments below what you thought of episode five of The Last of Us on HBO, uh, what your theories are for the rest of the show, if there's anything you worried might get cut, all that stuff. Uh, but until next time, I love you all. Endure and survive.